Welcome to the Abbot Loop Community Church Podcast. Enjoy this message from Josh Tanner. So we are uh, in the middle of this series on identity. There's a few more messages left. And if you have not uh, downloaded the app, this is a good reason to download the app. All the messages are on the app. You can just jump right into them and listen to them all and go back and re-listen to them. Getting your identity straight and understanding who you are is so crucial to who you're going to be and what you're going to accomplish in your life. If you get this part wrong, you don't know who you are, then the enemy can shake you, he can move you, and then we just get blown all around and, and all kinds of trouble happens in our life. And it mostly is because we don't know who we are and who we belong to. So we, just a little recap, you have to know these things and you can get these messages. You are made for God. You are made for him. You're made in his image, but you're made for him. You belong to him. And there's a space in your heart that God made in you that is only for him. And it's the highest place. Okay, so it's the highest place. He is the only thing in your life to truly be worshiped. You're made for the body of Christ. You're made to be fit in to the body, his body. And your assignment is temporary, but your identity in him and in the body lasts forever. When we go to heaven, we're Christ's body, alive, all together. It's gonna be an amazing thing without sin. Whoop. Come on, that was a whoop. Whoop. Hello. Okay, today we're going to talk a little bit more about your job assignment. We, we covered that a little bit last week, but we're going to talk a little bit more about your, our job assignment in the body. And our job assignment in the body first starts with how we see others, seeing the true identity in others, right? We have that? Okay, seeing the true identity of others. Because if I see people wrong, I'm going to have wrong feelings about them and then have not-so-awesome behaviors that follow. But if I see God's people right, then I'm going to have good feelings about them and then I'm going to have better behaviors, behaviors that actually are constructive to God's plan. Imagine this. I see you as the enemy. Because if I see you as a person who doesn't behave well towards me, as the enemy, but you're a member of the body of Christ. If I see you as the enemy, I have allowed division in my heart through vision. Division comes from vision, guys. What I choose to see. If I see it wrong, if I see you as the enemy, then that creates division. I want to create a safe distance from you because you're not safe for me. And when the body of Christ doesn't see the true value in one another and then have a heart that comes from that value with behaviors that are engaged in that same value system, then we end up having division wreak havoc across the land, across our body. And with your body, there's, and I, I wish I was a scientist, but I try to study some of this stuff about the body science, but I'm just going to be honest. I'm just not that smart, okay? Is that okay? It's okay. But autoimmune disease is a bad thing. So I do know that. And it's where your body decides there's something in you that is actually good, that it identifies as bad, and it begins to attack it. 
And it's, uh, it, it, this becomes, a, this is a very degenerative, these become extremely bad days for people that have auto, autoimmune disease, okay? And, and it, it's when the body begins to attack itself because it doesn't see itself right. And unfortunately, the body of Christ is riddled with this disease. This is the awesome thing. And we're going to dive in. We're going to get a great foundation what the Bible says about the body and who we're called to be and, and get a vision for that to see right. But the powerful thing is you have a choice. I have a choice. It is not decided for you. God gave you choice. And that's where the true power is. You can choose righteousness. I can choose to build the body just because the body doesn't build me doesn't mean I can't build it. Your choice is your choice. No one makes you do anything. You choose. What is going to be your choice in God's body? How do you choose to see others? 1 Corinthians 6.19 Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have received from God, you are not your own. Okay, we're just gonna lay some Bible foundation here and then I'm gonna preach at you, okay? You are not your own. You belong to the body of Christ. Here's Romans 12, four. Just as each of us has one, each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Okay, so your bodies are not your own. Truth. And you belong to the body of Christ. This is how we have to get our identity straight. When we think our bodies belong to us, we live different. When we think we don't belong to the body of Christ, we live different. You and I will never realize our true potential and understand who we really are and really add the value to the kingdom we're called to add if we don't first belong to God and we allow our lives to be his. We give them up freely to him and then we allow him to fit us into the body of Christ and we believe we belong and we allow him to fit us in. We have to understand this too, that we're many Members of one body. Now, we got a long passage here. We're going to read all of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Ready? We're going to sew in some word. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or another, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the same Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Just to soak that, let that soak in. Many members of the body and each one is given for a purpose. What's that purpose? The common good. Not your good, not your best interest, 
Come on, the church is a little, little bit too into special interests. And it starts with my special interest. <laughs> okay, your identity is to belong to Christ, your identity is to belong to the body, and your identity is to do your job because you're a member of the body to add value for the common good, not just your good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. And to another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still, to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one Spirit the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one. Who distributes? Not you and I, right? We're not in charge of the distribution of the gifts or deciding who we are, just as He determines. He distributes them as He determines. This is identity. Know who's in charge. Know who you belong to. Know where you fit. Know who's in charge. Know who's in the source of the power. Just as the body through one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we are all baptized into one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is made up of one part, even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. Okay, now we're talking about you deciding you don't want to belong. All right? Because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. This is the point, okay? You don't get to deselect yourself. You're just missing if you leave and crawl off and you're afoot and say, oh, I don't belong, poor me, oh, woe is me, you don't see yourself right as someone who fits in the body. And then we're just missing a foot. And they go, oh, there goes Stumpy One-Leg Pirate Church. <laughs> don't leave us to be stumpy, right? That'll preach, right? Okay. What verse was I on? Does anybody remember? 16, okay, praise the Lord. It's like humongous. Okay, 17. If the whole body were an eye, weird, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? We're just, we're just talking about the fact that each person brings a unique value, and that value helps us all. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them. You didn't place them. You're not a mistake. He's the master and you're his masterpiece. And he set you in just where he wanted you to be. It's all on purpose. Every one of them. Not just some of them and he forgot about you. He's like, oh, geez, God forgot about me. How, why am I so weird? He made you that way. Embrace it. Love, you're weird. Just as he wanted them to be. And if they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye, here's now, here's the reverse. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. 
And the head cannot say to the foot or the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. You don't get a say, and even if you say it, it's just not true. Well, I don't belong. And you know what? We don't get a say to you. You're not important and you don't belong. God decides what his body looks like, where everything goes, who we are, and what part we all play, and when we play it, and he fits it all together. It's not our decision. Get out of the way. Get your head out of the way. Get yourself out of the way. See what God sees. God don't want to see the way you see, not the way that I think it should be. How many of you glad that it doesn't look the way your kids think it should look? Any everybody have kids? They say, draw a human being, and the kid goes off, and he starts drawing you, and you're like, dude, my head's not that big. He's like, yeah, it is, Dad. <laughs> Just get all creative with the way we think the body should look. Who we want to be next to. Romans says that don't be so haughty to like not be okay with being next to common people. You and I have to be okay and actually fall in love with the fact that God placed us exactly where he did and, and we fall in love with that. So many young people too, they're like, oh, why did I born in Alaska? I gotta get out of this small town. Hey, God placed you here. You gotta love the land you were born in. Love who you were born to. Love where you come from. And you fall in love with that because it's part of your identity. It's who you belong to. And you're fit here for a purpose. And you don't get to choose. And if you don't love it, you're gonna always find yourself in discord with yourself. You're gonna always find yourself not at peace. There's gonna be disruption in your life. Okay. <clears throat> and... Verse 23, right? And the parts we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable, we treat with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. So the goal is, in God's vision, no Division. And he gives us the plan. If you want to focus on one thing, if you saw you walk away from this whole message, I hope you walk away with more. But it says here to have concern for one another. Each part has concern for the other parts. This is the solution. If your concern is always for the other parts and not yourself, we're going to start to win. The body's gonna start to move and it's gonna move together and God is gonna direct it and everybody's gonna fall into their right place. If one part suffers, all the parts suffers, suffer with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Sometimes we focus on that instead of the concern for each other. If you just focus on the concern for each other, you'll experience this. You'll experience, your feelings will experience suffering when others suffer. And we'll be honored when others honor. We'll rejoice when others are rejoicing, okay? But you gotta be concerned about others. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third preach, or teachers, uh, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helps, of guidance, of different kinds of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healings, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret? 
Now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. And if we went on to read the next chapter, the whole chapter is about using the gifts in love. And the first verse in chapter 14 is, let love be your highest priority. Everything in the body is designed to operate on the basis of love. Concern for one another. But we have to know we belong. We have to know that we matter. We have to understand that we fit. Amen, church? This is such a big deal. I want to pray before we go on. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm asking that you would just sow this deep into our spirit, that, God, we would not just walk through this message and go, oh, I know all about the body. Lord, I want us to be changed. Change the way we think so we really live it. Change what we see so we become the body the way you desire and you have designed. Shift us. Holy Spirit, we invite you to challenge the way we think. Help us to behave differently. Rescue us. Change our marriages. Change our families. Change our church. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, one of the things that I see uh, in this is about the underestimating of the potential in people. And I've gotten in lots of trouble because I just love to believe in people, and I'm sort of broken that way, and I just hardly see the negative in people, and it's got me into trouble. But I believe it's what God wants us to do. How many of you guys like watching um, the America's Got Talent, and uh, there's like multiple versions of that? Okay, so I think the thing we like the most, the thing I like the most about it, I think what's so appealing is when someone like Susan Boyles, who's now famous, she gets up and she's this nanny who looks like this, you know, grandma that like takes care of children and she looks so common and so basic and everybody's like, and she's all timid, doesn't know what, and then she starts singing. And the place, I mean, gets goosebumps. And, and there's more than one example of like awkward people that go up and then there's this thing inside them that's ridiculous that moves an entire you know, crowd, a whole crowd of people begin to just experience the power of that person's gift. But what, but what they look like on the outside is so underestimated. It is not what you're expecting. And that contrast is the thing that makes that whole show great. Am I right? When someone comes out and you think they should be amazing, you, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, they're amazing. That's great. We've seen that. But when someone who doesn't Look the part. And then, you know, this is the part that is amazing to me, is they don't know it. And they begin to cry. They, they start to cry when the crowd responds to their gift in action. And so much that the crowd like, can't help it, and they'll stand up, and they just start cheering. And the person's like, what's happening? And what is happening is the confirmation as people, the body, begins to see the gift in action. And they go, whoa, that was in there? And the person's confidence is connected to what the body confirms. Your confidence in who you are is connected to the action of when you serve the body. You won't discover who you are fully or reach your potential till you engage in serving the body and then the body sees it and responds back to you and says, that was good. That felt good to me. You know, your gift is important. When you did that, when you said that, when you encouraged me, when you prophesied over me, when you taught the word, I heard you teach. I'm like, you have a gift 
And that was good. And I received it. And that receiving, when it comes back, is when it confirms something inside of you and I. And we say, whoa, maybe there's something going on in here that I wasn't aware of. Man, we shouldn't be 50, 60, 70 years old if we've been serving God our whole life, okay? In Jesus, you know, you get saved, you're a baby, right? If you're 50 and you get saved, you're zero, okay? Right? In Jesus. But you shouldn't go another 50 years, which would be amazing, and not know who you are in Jesus and not have activated your gifts and people come back and say, you're awesome. I see this value in you. The body has to come alive. But the way it discovers who it is is by doing. How do we do? We serve one another. We give back to the body. Our concern is for the body. But we need that confirmation because it builds up confidence. But we don't get it unless we take the risk to actually get up on the stage and just use the gift. You Susan Boyle it, right? That's a thing now. If you haven't seen that, you should watch that. It's amazing. But we discover our true identity when the body gives us confirmation. When the body responds to the value we've added. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Paul saw that happening, and he's encouraging the church, do this and do it more. Build each other up. That's your assignment. That's your job. Romans 14, 19, so then let us aim for harmony in the church. The church is God's body. The body of Christ is the church. They are the same. So we're aiming for harmony, everything working together the way it does is when we're concerned first for others and try to build each other up. I'm concerned for you and I'm building you up. Your identity is linked to being a builder. Your true identity, understanding your true identity, you're made to be a builder. It's not just the carpenters and construction peeps in the room, okay? It's everybody. We're all made to be builders. In what way? How? How do we add value? Well, we just read in Corinthians, there's all kinds of different ways. And you and I have to be in love with the fact that he made us to be different and add value in our way and not compare it to someone else's. Not compare it and not value it based on which one has the more public or less public or more private or less private, more modest or more less, less modest. None of those things are the value system. Each one, every single one of us has equal value. But you have to believe that. And each one of us is no, no better than the other, and we all need each other just as much. And that's where the body of Christ becomes unstoppable if it's undividable. And if every part is giving, you're the most like Jesus when you give. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And he says in Ephesians 5, you need to do the same thing, make your life a special offering just like his. Romans 12, 1 and, and, and on is offer your whole life as a living sacrifice to God. It's holy and pleasing and acceptable. And, and then you're a part of the body. 
each one of these instructions about us understanding our identity like Jesus, to live like him, giving up our whole life. Jesus said, if you give up your life, then you're going to gain it. And if you don't figure that out, you're not going to live in your true identity and you're not going to reach your maximum potential. You're going to miss it. And you're going to miss out on all of the kingdom of God that is available to you and I right now. And we're going to miss out on you. We, everybody loses when we don't engage. Everybody does because we miss you. You're the foot. You're like, I don't want to be the foot. I don't care if you want to be the foot. Like, I don't want to be the hand. Like... Feet are stinky. I don't care. God doesn't care. He loves the way he made you, and he wants you to stop looking at you. And that's why he makes some of us weird. Just to challenge us all. Right? But each one is valuable. Weird is not less valuable. In your body, there are organs you have that are weird. There's hair in places on your body that's weird. It's just all weird. But it all has purpose, I think. God says it has purpose. It must. But your identity is first as a builder, a contributor. You won't discover who you are until you discover how you fit in and how you won't, you won't reach your maximum potential until you start to add value to others and lift them up. But you're a builder, not a taker. Your identity is a builder, not a taker. And the church has got a, a government mindset, not a God government mindset, an American government mindset. And, and it has come in and, and, and it is is corrupted the way we see is that I'm here to receive a service. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. I'm not saying it's wrong that the government provides all these things, but I'm saying it has affected the way we see. We now see all organizations as something that's to give me my handout. What are you going to do if you don't have Social Security? How are you going to retire? <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> you better figure it out. <laughs> because especially if you're young, I'm sure that's going to be there. The church is not here for you to take something. It's here for you to fit in, to add value, to give something. And Jesus even said the lady who gave the widow's mite, which is all she had, she was a woman of faith. The greatest person of faith that stood up there in that offering line that day, that was just about giving, she gave of her whole life all she had. She understood the kingdom. The kingdom of God's like that woman. She didn't show up. The poorest of all of them didn't show up and say, could you guys all give me something? to saying, your job is to be a giver. You're more like Jesus. You start to reach and understand your identity starts to lead you into your maximum potential when you begin to give to the church in every way. Your finances is just one way. And God says, look, just start with 10%. 
and he creates this huge blessing connected to it so that you keep doing it so you'll understand who you are. He just doesn't need money, guys. You know God doesn't need money? He doesn't need money. And he doesn't need his church to have money. Churches all over the world have no money, and they multiply like crazy. He uses it. It represents something in your life. He give of your whole life. He's teaching you something to be like him, to not be a taker, but be a builder. One of the core lessons is through the offerings and tithes. We give 10% in faith, and he blesses it. He opens up the window of heaven, and he goes, look, look at what's happening. And you're like, oh, there must be something to this. Yes, you're a giver. Now you have a gift. You don't just have money. You have talents that I placed inside of you that are designed to contribute. How are they contributing? Are they? How are you adding value? Listen, it's okay if you're lonely, if you're sad, if you're disconnected, if you're hurt. You can still serve. You can add value. In fact, you need hope that's not deferred. Hope that is confirmed. Hope confirmed is when you use your gift and the body says, I love you and you're awesome. You matter, you belong, you're fit in. But builders do things. And when we serve and work together and we start to work with one another, it's when we get the things we hope for most. When we give of all of our life, we get it. If you come in to take, you're not gonna realize who you really are. But you and I have to know this is a war. This is not a safe zone. Now in the church, it should be safe, but there is a devil who is coming around trying to train wreck anything and everything he can. And if you want, you can read Ephesians chapter six. It's be strong in the Lord and mighty in his power and put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark age, right? I just read it for you. There you go. You can read the rest. It says, put on the armor of God. Protect yourself. You do need to understand you're in a fight, and the war is not against God's people. God's people are not the enemy. God's people are not the enemy. How we see others and speak about them is so crucial. Are we building up the body? I'm going to give you just a couple highlights and then I'm going to break them down for you. All right. How you build up the body. First, we think about building up the body. It's God's church. We think about it. All right. How I think I do. I think life about the body. Do I pray life into, and, and love into the body? Do I speak life and love into the body? And do I serve others with love? This is how you build up. This is your job description. I'm gonna reinforce it with a little more scripture. Not that you haven't eaten enough, but you're gonna to eat to your full today, all right? How to build up the body. First, the whole framework to do this, 1 Corinthians 3.10, by the grace God has given me, this is the Apostle Paul, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. Someone, and someone else is building on it, but each one should build with care. Build with care. You want to know how to do it? Be careful. Evaluate everything. Are, is, it, is it loving? Is it wise? Am I adding value to the body or am I subtracting and being selfish and mad because the body didn't do what I wanted it to do? If speak. We're going to speak 
well over the body, right? First we think, then we speak. So we think careful, speak. Ephesians 4.25, Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. 4.29, Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Is it benefiting them? When you speak, is it life and is it love? Pray. Ephesians 6.18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind. Be alert and always keep praying for all of the Lord's people. You want to fight the enemy? You want to wage war? It's in life and love. Building life and love into the body of Christ. Defending those around you the way you speak about them, the way you pray over them. Serve. 1 Peter 4.9. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Hello. Each of, each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. God entrusted something to you and are you stewarding it well? Your identity depends on it. You won't discover who you are until you steward what God gave you you pray over the body of Christ. You speak life over the body of Christ. And you serve the body of Christ in love. Think, speak, pray, serve. But all done in love. Real love is what makes God's body function and thrive. Real love is what makes God's body function and thrive. Romans function and thrive. Let's enunciate all the words properly, right? Romans 12, 9. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tight to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Come on, if you're not loving God's people in the kingdom, what tools are you building with? Or are you deconstructing God's body? Because you don't like the way it's built and you want to create your own way or make your own way or fit yourself in or it wasn't good enough for you, or somebody next to you had a bad day. So I'm no longer part of the body because you had a bad day. And you had a bad day, so now that justifies me having a bad day, and so now I can treat you bad because you treated me bad. This is exactly what the enemy wants for us, is to think and see that that is right. To think that your job is to defend your position in the body. But if you don't see the true value and gold in others, you won't treat them like that. But when you believe that you need each other, when we believe that we need each other, when I know I need you, I see your identity and I see the true identity, who God says you are, not where you are. Who he says you are. Where he says you're supposed to fit. Do I see that? Do I pray into that? Do I ask God for that? Do I pray for you that you will achieve that? You will realize that? You will contribute that? I'm, I need to be adding value for you. Am I protecting you? Are you protecting me? Are you protecting the person next to you? Do you know the person next to you? Hello? And whose responsibility is it for you to be known and know others? Are you waiting for some leader to start a group for you? You're never gonna have community and connection if you're depending on someone else to give that to you. You're taking. Now I'm preaching at you now. Something has shifted in the body of Christ in the last 10, 15 years where we're now we're waiting for someone else to do connection for us. 
You're made to be connected. You're made to add value. The way you learn someone else is when you serve alongside them and you go build something together. When you're building and working together, you get to know them for who they are and you see their strengths, their weaknesses, where they're at, their hopes and dreams, and you're there working with them to help them when they stumble and lift them up. But if you're not building together and you're just being together, you're gonna miss it. You are not gonna realize your true identity. We won't realize our true identity together. It's discovered when we engage and it's confirmed. When we engage and it's confirmed, but the engagement is building, guys. It's working together. It's giving together and not taking and expecting something. If you're an expector, you create an expectation, you need to take that. You take an expectation of what the church is supposed to give to you. You've put it in the place of Jesus. It's an idol. God says there'll be no idols. No gods above me. Your expectation the church is supposed to give you something goes on the altar. It goes on the altar. It's not an idol. It goes on the altar. It's a sacrifice. You give it up and you trust God for it. It's in him we trust and in his body we give. Come on. This is where we're gonna realize who we really are. And this church will be unstoppable but it has to be done in his love and it can't be divided, but we have to get really connected. And that happens when we really give and serve alongside one another. And I, I want us to get this, is that when the body sins, we start to freak out. When any one of us makes a mistake, everybody starts to freak out. We're like, oh no, stop freaking out. You need to understand, we're not gonna be perfect. It's about us working it out, loving it out staying together through it all, and that builds a bond. And there are some behaviors that are so destructive to the body, like gangrene, that we do have to cut it off. But that's your choice, that's my choice. You're still made to be fit in, and God's love is powerful enough to transform any sin, heal any sin, overcome any sin. Let's not be destructive. We're called to restore. Restoration happens when we bring each other together. We see each other right. We believe the best in each other. And I want you to see this. I felt the Lord lay this on my heart. Is when I see the way God sees. When I see the way God sees, I see past your sin, past your failure, past your present, and into God's master design. I see who he says you are. From that perspective is how I speak to you. From that place is how I value you. I choose, choose to call you, to call out the real you. I see your true identity. And do you, if, if we live this way, and will God, you make us this? Look, at, I've been thinking about this. If dad says that you're good, then I do too. If my daddy in heaven says that you're good, then I do too. If dad says that you're valuable, then I do too. I say it too. I speak it over you too. If dad says that I need you, then I believe him and I receive you. If dad says that my job in the body is to be a priest to you, to build you up, then I'll take my responsibility seriously and I'll do it gladly. Be the body of Christ. It is who you are. And the best you will emerge when you belong and serve his body. Come on. Father, in Jesus' name, 
We love you today. We receive that we are made for you. We receive that we're made for your best. We receive that we're made for your body. God, I'm asking that you would pour out your spirit on each one of us. God, that we would hear your voice, that we would know who we are in you. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you could just keep your eyes closed for a moment. And if you're here and you know, I am made, I want to be a part of a body. I want to belong to Jesus. I want to give my life to him and I want to be fit in. I'm tired of being alone. I'm tired of being left out. I know that I matter and belong to Jesus and I want to give my heart to him and be fit in to his church. If that's you and you're here today, you want to receive Jesus. Right where you're sitting, I'll pray with you. But if you would, just slip your hand up in the air. Anybody here, Jesus, I want to give you my life today. Just stick your hand up and I'll pray with you. Yeah, thank you very much. Anybody else? Jesus, I want to receive you today. Awesome, let's pray. Pray this with me. Jesus, I give you my life. I believe you're God, and I make you Lord of my life. Save me from my sin and myself. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and fit me into your body. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Will you stand, church? We're going to worship. Let's pray this. Father, in Jesus' name. And you can leave this slide up. I know we're going to sing songs, but once we're done, if you could put that slide back up, if you want to pray this into your life, that I want to see the way God sees. If I do that, then I'm going to see someone else's true identity. Come on. Father, in Jesus' name, we're declaring that, God, you are good, you are love, you are real, and I choose to see the best in others right now. Change the way I think. I, I, I believe I'm a giver, and I'm called to fit in and give to your body. Help me to do that with, with love in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at abbotloop.org and like us on Facebook. We hope to see you soon.